This is the Be Undomesticated Podcast. Welcome back to the Be Undomesticated Podcast, everybody. I am your host, Cody. Today, at least the time of recording, is March 1st, 2023. I don't know if this podcast is actually going to be able to get released this evening or not. If not, you guys will be getting this on March 2nd, but, you know. Um, Today, we're going to be doing episode number eight of the Be Undomesticated Podcast. And today's podcast is titled, Increasing Your Productivity. So a lot of people have started a whole bunch of new um, either workout routines or diets or entrepreneurial endeavors the beginning of the year. And if you're like me, you know, you got going really strong, but then you kind of hit a wall. And so you hit a wall of the amount of things that you're able to get done and actually be productive while doing it. And so these are going to be I have it 10 steps, it's nine and a half, we'll call it, nine and a half steps to increasing your productivity and getting the most bang for your buck out of the time that you're able to put into your endeavors. One thing that happened to me when I hit that wall and I wasn't seeing the productivity and the the results that I really wanted to see was that my motivation went down and I started spending less and less time working on, for instance, this podcast, our YouTube stuff the my diet workout regimen you know all of that when i wasn't seeing the results that i wanted to see immediately that's when i started having issues with being motivated to continue but i think that if you're able to take some of these steps and really implement them and act on them that you're going to see an uptick in your productivity and that's going to help to keep you motivated to keep pushing forward towards your goals and trying to accomplish what you set out to do at the beginning of the year Because just because you fell off the bandwagon already does not mean that your year is over. This year still has a lot of time. Like I said, this is March 1st. I mean, what? You have 10 months until the end of the year. So you know what? Kick it in high gear and let's get going. So jumping right into it today, step number one is going to be reaffirm why you're doing what you're doing. And this isn't going to surprise anybody. My recommendation right out the gate for this If you've listened to any of my other podcasts, this won't surprise you. Write it down. Get a notebook. Write it down. Find your other notebooks that you've been working out of. Write it down again on that next open page. Are you trying to get out of debt? Is that your motivation for, you know, picking up a part-time job? Are you trying to build a better life by having a second income? Trying to be your own boss. Write your own paychecks. Get out from underneath the thumb of those people that you're currently answering to. Use that as motivation. Remind yourself, you know, trying to get out of debt so I'm not a slave to the debt system. Not trying to put, you know, 10 hours in my week every week into just paying interest on things. Take that and really re-motivate yourself with your end goal in mind. Because a lot of times you get into it and you get into the day in, day out slog of, you know, February. February sucks. Like, there's nothing good about February. But that can really drag you down. So take the time. This is March, beginning of March. Take the time and really re-up, reaffirm what you're doing and why you're doing it. 
step number two is going to be get organized. Whether that's the physical organization of your home, your workspace, all of that. Have your stuff that you're going to need to accomplish your tasks and your goals set out right where you can get at them. If you've ever done any cooking of any sort, you know that it's way easier to get all your ingredients out and set it all on the counter so that way when you're going through bam, 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 trying to cook, you have everything ready to go. You don't have to be digging through cabinets trying to find stuff. You're not trying to find something at the back of the fridge. You got it ready to go. So get yourself organized. That extends to your calendar as well. Have a set calendar, whether it's a hard copy calendar that you hang on the wall and you write everything on, or it can be a calendar on your phone that you include include everything on, which that, honestly, if you're working with other people and your spouse, whatever, the calendar on the phone might actually be the best way to go. I still like paper stuff, but, you know, it is what it is. Have a calendar, have it written down, and have it ready to go so you can just look at that and know what you're doing for the upcoming week. At least have it planned a week out. If you can do further than that, great. You know, anytime you have an appointment that comes up that you know is going to stay, put it on the calendar, get it ready to go. Even if you don't know if it's going to stay, especially if it's a digital calendar, put it on there, and that way at least it's in the back of your mind and it'll pop up with a reminder, or you can look at your calendar and see, hey, you know what? I have this meeting that day, I have that dentist appointment this day, that kind of thing. It's going to help you to stay on task and stay focused. On the same kind of mindset as staying focused is make to-do lists. I have beat everyone to death with making to-do lists. Write it down, make a checklist. It's going to help you to just stay organized, stay on task, keep you going. But being organized isn't just about the physical side of it. Yes, that's a huge part, but it also ex extends to your digital side. So if you have a desktop open with a thousand tabs, that's not going to be very productive. You need to have that cut down to as minimum number of tabs as possible. Along those same lines, one thing that I haven't necessarily implemented myself at this point, but doing some research for this podcast I came across is the recommendation to use different browsers for each thing. So say you have your work browser, you have a side hustle browser, and you have your just traditional home computer use browser. You know, whether that's Google, Microsoft Edge, Brave, DuckDuckGo, whatever browsers you're using, try to use different ones. That way it keeps them compartmentalized and you're not trying to dig through a thousand tabs to try to find the five you have open for work with the other 20 that's open for your home computer at the same time. That'll kind of help you to keep it organized and keep yourself focused in that one area. That way you're not getting distracted by those home tabs, you know, when you're clicking through and you're like, oh, you know, what's that news headline, whatever. That way you're not coming across things like that. So as I was getting ready to start talking about point number three, my phone rang with a notification that I had an email. And, of course, I ran to check it and all that, blah, blah, blah. Then I came back and read what number three is, and that is eliminate distractions. So, yeah, I just lost, you know, five minutes of my life answering emails that I should have been doing podcast stuff because I did not eliminate distractions. Your cell phone is the number one distraction. And granted, you maybe you're doing a lot of your work on that. So it's even harder to try to keep it all separated. But when you're doing things that you don't have to necessarily have it on you, put that thing in do not disturb. Put it in emergency calls only. Whatever you got to do. 
going into whatever task you're trying to accomplish, make a clear plan. Go into it with an idea of, it doesn't even necessarily have to be you know, your typical to-do list, but have an idea of what the steps are that you need to accomplish and try to get it done. You know, do it step by step. If it's stuff where you're sitting at a desk, you know, working on a laptop, working on your phone, writing, whatever it happens to be, try to darken the room as much as possible. It's going to kind of keep you more focused in. I know it's harder on your eyes, whatever, you know, if it's not, if you're not comfortable with that, then don't necessarily darken it. But you know what I'm saying? Just try to stay focused on that one thing. Don't get distracted by other things going on around you. Um, white noise is fantastic. Again, a lot of these are going to be kind of focused on computer work or home desk work, that kind of stuff. And I, if you're, that's not what you're working on, you know, maybe you'll be able to glean some things from this, maybe not. But, you know, it is what it is. Put on some white noise in the background, whether that's running a box fan, a space heater, what hat, whatever, you know, floats your boat. Don't necessarily be listening to podcasts or doing things like that. As counterintuitive as that sounds coming from a podcaster. When you're trying to sit down and really focus and do things on the computer that require a lot of mental fortitude, be present in doing what you're doing right there. Um, get comfortable. If your chair is uncomfortable as hell, you're not going to be very productive. You're going to be more focused on the fact that you're uncomfortable, which there's something to be said for being comfortable with being uncomfortable. But in this instance, it's really not what you're going for. Um, the room that you're working in should not be your living room, central area in your house. If your kitchen is a hotbed of activity, don't be in your kitchen. You want to be somewhere more segregated away from people. It's going to help you just maintain focus on what you're doing and keep the environment quieter. One thing that I struggle with, I... Uh, if you've listened to a lot of our older podcasts, I talk about how I record in our grow room most of the time. And so my grow room is full of distractions. There's awesome shiny things everywhere. There's grow lights. It's bright as hell. And I honestly, I love that about my grow room. I love being in here, especially it helped to get through the worst, darkest parts of winter because I was around so much of the grow lights. Um, but having a clean organized workspace is paramount to keeping you really focused and drilled in on what you're doing. In preparation for this podcast, I did a bunch of research on trying to figure out different ways to optimize your productivity. And that was one thing that came up over and over was being clean and organized. And so I went through and I cleaned off my entire workspace, which is also my entire seed planting area and a whole bunch of things happen on this table. And unfortunately, because a whole bunch of things happen on it, by the time I get to actually recording this podcast, my table's covered in stuff again. I have half the table available for my laptop. It's something that I'm just going to have to work on every day and really try to maintain focus with keeping it cleaned and organized. Because it's not like it's going to take all that long to get that organized and cleaned off. And the amount of relief that you'll feel and the ability to stay focused on what you're doing is going to be so much better if you're not sitting here, you know, with a bottle of water and a raisin beef kettle book and a whole bunch of other mess going on on the desk. So keep your workspace clean, keep it organized, and that's going to help you to stay focused on what you're doing. And to bring it full circle around here at the end of step three, 
shut off notifications on your phone. If you're not able to just completely put it in do not disturb, at least shut it off, turn it upside down, so that way you're not getting constant or even just the screen popping up. Like mine is always on silent, but I'll have it here sitting beside me with the screen up and it'll pop up with a notification and instantly your eyes snap to it. Don't do that. Flip it over. That way you're not looking at it constantly and that'll really help you to stay focused on what's going on with your task at hand. All right, so for step number four, you're gonna wanna prioritize and set goals. So whether that be lose 50 pounds, whether that be want to increase my YouTube subscribers up to a thousand, I wanna get to a thousand downloads per podcast, what have you, whatever it happens to be, you know, you want to make $500,000 in sales this year, write down your big main goals, put them on paper, get them ready. Then you're going to break those goals down into even smaller steps that are more attainable. And those steps help you to get where you're going. So you're going to make it into smaller bite-sized chunks. And then you're going to do that again. You're going to make those chunks so small that you can do them in one go round. You can make, you know, one 90 minute session work to accomplish one of those steps. So once you have those steps, then you're going to put them in order of what has to happen first. So if I want to make $500,000 in sales, I have to make $100 in sales. So you're going to really focus on hitting that $100 in sales. And then step two is you're going to try to make $500 in sales. Step three is a thousand. Step four is 2000. And you're going to go from there. You're going to build on that. You know, if I want to lose 50 pounds, I'm not going to try to lose 50 pounds. I'm going to try to lose 15 pounds. And once I've lost 15 pounds, I'm going to try to lose 25 pounds. You see how that kind of builds on itself. And you're going to hit those milestones. You're going to hit those smaller goals. And they're going to help you get to your larger goals. All right. So step number five, I honestly can't remember if I ripped this off of the Internet or if I actually managed to come up with this idea on my own. I can't say definitively one way or the other. So... I'm not going to take full credit for it, but I'll give myself, you know, half credit on this one. It's a 90-minute press. Starting out with once a day, going to twice a day in the future if you're able to, but start with once a day. You're going to block out one 90-minute consecutive 90-minute block where no distractions are allowed, period. You're going to buckle down. You're going to bust ass and focus during that 90 minutes to accomplish as much as you possibly can. You're going to hang, have your list of everything you want to accomplish, all your goals, all your steps in front of you. And so that way you can just go down as quickly as possible, getting as much done as you possibly can in that 90 minutes. You are going to really, really, really push. Like this is not time to be sitting drinking your coffee. This is not time to be dinking around with anything else. This is, I'm going to knock this crap out of the park. All right, moving on next step is going to be be decisive I see a lot of people myself definitely included who get hung up in analysis paralysis don't do that analyze your data as best as you can in a timely and reasonable manner set a deadline set a goal time for yourself if you have to if you're not able to stick to this don't get stuck in analysis paralysis for you know six weeks. Set yourself a two-day goal, a three-day goal that, you know what, at the end of this three days, I'm making a call and I'm going to act on it. 
first step is 95% of the time the hardest freaking step to make. But once you take that step, it's going to keep you moving, keep you motivated to keep going. It's going to help you increase your productivity because if you're just sitting there spinning, you're not being productive at all. So even if it doesn't end up being the best step in the long run, take a step and really push forward and try to at least achieve something. Because like I said, you're not doing anything by sitting there thinking about it. So take the data. Don't rashly jump into something, but take the data you have, make a call on it, stick to that call, and really push it forward. All right, so we are up to step number seven. And step number seven and step number eight, I kind of combine together. That's why I'm saying it's nine and a half steps to increasing your productivity. But step seven is tracking your progress. And step eight is review and track the time that you've spent on what you're doing. So you're going to take your checklists and everything that you've been working off of, and you're going to use those to help track your progress, what you've accomplished, what you haven't accomplished, all of that. And in the midst of doing that, you're going to try to start tracking the amount of time that each of those steps takes you. So if you have steps that you have to do on an ongoing basis, you know, use a stopwatch and a piece of paper and a pencil. Utilize whatever app on your phone. I found one. It's called Toggle Trap. Toggle Track, excuse me. T-O-G-G-L Track. It helps you to really focus on what you're doing and it helps to track the amount of time that you put into each task. So if you're doing something where you're billing by the hour, it's actually really helpful because you can put everything in there, your invoice number, you can put job description, all of that, and it'll help you to keep track of the time that you've put into everything. But for people like me, who's not necessarily charging by the hour for my services, but I am wanting to be more productive and stay on focusing on tasks for this kind of stuff, it'll help me to maintain that and figure out where I'm losing the most time at. So that's a really cool app that I've kind of just discovered. Another one that I just found was Rescue Time. And Rescue Time, it helps to track how often you get distracted by other things on your phone. So it'll help track, you know, Facebook and all of that as well. So that's another one that I just started playing around with. I don't have a lot of information on it. But, you know, it might be something to look into if you feel that, maybe not even if you feel, there's a app on most phones I'm assuming I know it's on Samsung because that's what I have that it actually tracks the amount of time you spend on each app and you can set timers so recently I've instituted a half hour a day timer on my Facebook usage and so if I hit that half hour a day it locks Facebook up like can't even click on it whatever I have to go into my settings and change the timer on it to be able to access Facebook again and so every time I try to go hit it, because muscle memory and, you know, you sit down, you have three minutes, you're going to go back to Facebook, whatever. It's like, oh, nope, can't do that. So it stops you and reminds you, because mentally you can be like, okay, I'm done with Facebook for the day. But the muscle memory that happens with that kind of stuff is really crazy. And you don't think about it until you have that actual, actual block in your way from stopping you from accessing those different apps that are such a time suck for you. So those are a couple of different things that I'm really going to start using to try to track where my time is going and where I can cut things like Facebook, like Twitter at this point, like all these different apps that I, people get sucked into and help to keep you focused on what you're actually supposed to be doing. That way, if you are focusing on your phone, you're trying to do work through your phone, 
it'll help you to not be distracted by those outside apps that you don't need to be on to be able to accomplish what you're doing. Step number nine is going to be automate. Automate, automate, automate. Make as much of your life automatic as possible. So one thing that I have automated this spring that has really helped us a lot and I believe is a huge factor behind our quail starting to lay again so early is that I have automated the lights in our barn to come on at a certain time and shut off at a certain time because quail are very photosensitive and so if they're not getting the amount of light that they need to lay eggs they just don't lay eggs but you can trick them with artificial lighting so for the first I don't know four weeks that I had it set up I did not have the automatic timer on it and so I was responsible for plugging them in and unplugging them and I am not nearly as reliable as a mechanical timer is so all you got to do they're like 25 bucks if this is something you know you're looking to do you want to automate something that's electrical they're like 25 bucks you get them little tabs you push down they're really easy to use so I highly recommend doing that kind of stuff um, we're actually planning on building a watering system for our garden this year. Hopefully it'll save us a lot of time from dragging hoses around and trying to maneuver a sprinkler and all that. We'll be able to just kind of leave it out there all year round. And worst case scenario, I have to be responsible for turning a hose on and off, which not ideal, but it's not the end of the world. There is a, like a hose timer you can buy unfortunately our water is extremely hard and the water that I'm sending to my garden will be extremely hard so I don't know if I'll be able to really use that kind of timer because I'm kind of worried that it would just rust out but you know that's something you can look into one thing that I've found with the farmers market stuff that I do both for the market that I run and for our personal market stand we do a lot of social media posts and trying to remember to do social media posts is a nightmare. You're not going to do it. It's just not going to happen. But what you can do is you can actually sit down and you can schedule out your social media posts. I know Facebook and Instagram let you do this. I'm assuming other ones do. I haven't really tinkered with them. But you can go on and set day and time that each thing gets released. So Monday morning I sit down and I figure out my Monday through Friday schedule of everything getting posted. And it's just set and ready to go. It's going to save you a ton of time throughout the week. You're not trying to remember to get on there. You're going to be way more consistent with the stuff that you put out there. And ultimately, I mean, it's going to be a lot easier on you not having to do that every single day. Just block out that time at the beginning of the week and get it done. That's going to bring us to our 10th and final step of the day. And step number 10 is going to seem kind of counterintuitive, but hear me out. Take breaks, exercise, stretch all of that schedule those breaks once you get done with the 90 minute push that I talked about earlier take 20 minutes no screens no nothing walk away do exercise do calisthenics go for a 20 minute run do push-ups whatever you gotta do yoga meditate don't care do something that is not your work and then come back to it don't do your 20 minutes of rest and exercise and then get distracted by other things do 20 minutes scheduled and then back to your tasks. It's going to help you to refresh your mind, help you to get kind of back in the rejuvenated spirit to get back after what you're trying to accomplish. Um, obviously, this is more important when it comes to desk job, trying to do podcast editing, all of that. 
compared to blue collar stuff. You don't necessarily need to take 20 minutes to go walk around if you're outside building a chicken coop. You know, you're already getting that in there. It's built into the task. So some of the stuff isn't quite as focused on, you know, homestead everyday life stuff, but there's a lot of other things that it is focused on that people can, I, I think, will be able to use in their everyday life. So those are going to be your 10 steps to trying to really maximize your productivity. Um, we'll recap them real quick, and then we'll get into the final wrap-up stages of our show here. You're going to reaffirm why you're doing what you're doing, writing it down, all of that. You're going to get organized, both physically and digitally. So get your crap together on your desk, get your crap together on your desktop, and make it so you can find what you're trying to do. You're going to eliminate distractions. Put your freaking cell phone away. Don't touch it while you're trying to do other things. You're going to prioritize and set goals so that way you can really focus in on what you're trying to do and make it into bite-sized chunks that you can accomplish in one sitting. You're going to go through and take a 90 minutes block and completely shut everything else out and really hammer in on those bite-sized tasks and just kill as many of them as you possibly can. You're going to analyze your data. You're going to be decisive, make a decision, and stick with it, and push it forward to your end goal. Might not be the right decision at the end of the time, but at least it's better than not making a decision at all. You're going to track your progress. You're going to review your time spent and track your time spent. It's going to really help you narrow in on where your time wastes and time sucks are and help to either eliminate them or minimize them as much as possible. You're going to automate everything that you can possibly automate in your entire setup like i talked about with the quail lighting and all of that find the quail lights in your life and automate them spend that little bit of money if needed and get it to where you don't have to do it every single day and then when you get done with your 90 minute press you've got done with automating your stuff you're going to take 20 minutes and you're going to do yoga you're going to exercise, you're going to do push-ups, you're going to run, you're going to do whatever it takes to help to get your mind back centered to get back into your second 90-minute block of the day. And you will be shocked at the amount of stuff that you're able to knock out in that 90 minutes, in that 3 hours, 20 minutes, if you're able to put that amount of time aside. You know, that's two 90-minute blocks in your 20-minute exercise routine. So you will be crazy, crazy shocked at how much you're able to accomplish by setting that time aside and buckling down on what you're trying to accomplish. That brings us to our quote of the day, which is by a gentleman named Paul Meyer. He was a like a self-improvement author. It says, productivity is never an accident. It is always the result of commitment to excellence, intelligent planning, and focused effort. I don't know if I could really even have to explain that. That ties in perfectly to what we've been talking about today. And... Yeah, I'm not even going to say anything more on it. So as some of the listeners may know, I am a fairly religious individual, Christian, and I wanted to start tying a little bit of that into my podcast. So towards the end of each episode from here on out, I'm going to be including a Bible verse that I feel pertains to what we talked about in our show today. So today's Bible verse is from Proverbs 14, verse 23. All hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. Honestly, I think that ties in so well, especially with talking about getting analysis paralysis. Um, You're just going to sit around talking about it. You're not getting anywhere. You're losing time, money, effort, 
all of that. But if you actually act upon what you've been gifted with, whether it be ideas, whether it be intelligence, whether it be whatever, that's what's really going to get you moving forward in this. Anyways, those are just some ideas to try and see if they'll help you. Try one, try ten of them, just see. Just see if they'll help you to increase your productivity when it comes to whatever you're really struggling to accomplish or whatever you've been slogging away at and you're just trying to get that extra little bit of motivation and that extra little bit of productivity out of what you're doing. Thanks for listening, and until next time, remember, be undomesticated. helped and I hope that you were able to take these ideas and get the most out of every single day. Until next time, thank you for listening.